guys, welcome to the Page Turners podcast. Uh, today we'll be on our fifth episode about crafting fear. Once again, we are your hosts, Samantha Yang, Isabella Mosewalker, Ellie Schmidt, and Chris Vanillarcano. Okay, so what is the difference bef- um, between horror and terror? I think the difference between horror and terror, regarding the story specifically, I said that Frankenstein was more of a horrific story because um, I have a quote and it was on top of the glacier when he saw the monster and it says it was the wretch who I created I trembled with rage and horror and then rhyme a lot of like frightful and fearful words are used so I think that rhyme is like more of a um, terror story than horror I think Frankenstein is more of a horror story because it relies on like uh, the like repulsiveness and like ugliness and disgusting, and um, the monster uh, represents those traits the most between the two stories, because like everyone pushes him away or like doesn't like him just because of how he looks and they're horrified by him. Um, how do you think each story relied on the aspect of creating fear to push the story along? I think the whole basis of Frankenstein specifically was based on fear because, I mean, the whole premise of it and the reason that he had to get rid of the monster was because it was causing so much damage and so much fear amongst the people around him. Yeah, I agree with Isabella. Um, in Frankenstein, there was a lot of... There was terror and horror, but um, she was talking about terror and how this was a feeling or internal fear of Victor because the monster did have impulsive actions, and so he was afraid of like what the monster would do. And also, like Victor became so obsessed with chasing the monster, but like the fear, like that he had for the monster is like almost what drove him to become obsessed because he was like, I need to get get this monster gone. <laughs> Do you think without the fear in Frankenstein that he would have even gotten rid of the monster? I think if the monster caused as much, like, destruction as he did, that it's he still would have gotten rid of it because he saw... I mean, the whole monster's, like, persona, like, whenever he walked into a room was fear. So I think that the story couldn't have, like, flourished as much without, like, the fear aspect of it all. Um, so regarding Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, what do you guys think are big fearful aspects with, like, in that, since we talked about Frankenstein a little bit? Um, I know an example of fear from the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner was the, the crewmate's fear of punishment after the Mariner killed the albatross. And so you could see this fear when they, uh, when they hung up the, the albatross on the Mariner's neck. And then also, I said something about fear was from the wedding guest, and he said this to the manor, mariner. He said, I fear thee, ancient mariner. I fear thy skinny hand, and thou art long and lank and brown, as is the rib sea sand. I fear thee, and thy glittering eye, and thy skinny hand. Um, so he, as the mariner's telling him the story, the wedding guest begins, like, they're strangers. They don't know each other. The wedding guest begins to become so fearful of him that he doesn't even, he's like, I can't be a part of this. Like, I don't, but the mariner has an obligation and a curse to tell him the story. Yeah. Right. There's also that aspect of horror in the Mariner's 
the Ancient Mariner because of the way that the poet uses imagery in storytelling. Um, and I have a quote. Uh, Four times 50 living men with heavy thumps, a lifeless lump, they drop down one by one. And that could be seen, that could be a scene of like fear and horror. So um, in Frankenstein, we see that the monster threatened Victor on his, like with his wedding night, and he would like be prepared for your wedding night, all this stuff. So what are, what are Victor's feelings towards, like leading up to that day from when he got the threat to the wedding night? Fearful, like he thought he was gonna die, but then the monster ended up killing Elizabeth. True. Right. Yes. He had this, he had this terror. <laughs> because of the monsters, the monster <laughs> gave him that, the unknown. He had the fear of the unknown, basically, of what the monster would do on his wedding night. Oh, um, so, does the horrific appearance of the monster give any justification for the prejudice that he faced, or the way that people judged him. I think that if, I, I mean, I think that his appearance did have a lot to do with the fear behind it because the author spent so much time like going into detail about the monster's like horrific appearance. So I think if the monster looked differently, then that would also be an aspect of like a different turnout in the story. Yeah, and like Victor used like all these different like parts and stuff to combine this monster together. Like he wasn't just like a I don't want to say, like, he wasn't, like, what everyone else looked like when he was walking around. So I think that that, like, when he was walking around the small town, like, villages and stuff, trying to, like, when he first woke up and he was trying to find a place to live, he was so, like, everyone screamed away from him in fear. Like, everyone walked away from him and, like, ran away in terror because yeah. they, they've never seen anything like this. I mean, like, yeah, prejudice is always wrong. But, but like, do you considering... think, do you think Victor's to blame for creating that fear aspect for the monster. I'm I don't think he necessarily like meant to create a fear aspect because he was just creating life out of what he could. And I don't think his goal was like to create a monster that was so horrifying, but like just to create something new. And I feel like the people during the time period were just, just the reason, like, uh, they pushed him away just because he was horrifying and just because of how we, how we looked. And because at first he was, like, trying to fit in and stuff and, like, being really nice and trying to understand. But as soon as people, like, started pushing him away and stuff, he realized, like, uh, his looks had meaning in the world. So in modern day, like, in modern day society do you think everyone would react the same that they did in that time period if you guys saw the monster walking around i don't think so because because like um i feel like people now are more open to stuff and like they're not necessarily i feel like they'd be more in in awe that something like that could exist I agree, but I also think there would be like the two different groups of people, like there would be one group of people in modern day that would like have no issue with it at all and like be totally supportive and then there would be another group that want the monster completely gone like in the story. I think I might have to disagree with you guys because like if you saw this very large human being made out of dead body parts, (laughs) 
I would be pretty terrified and like even be like capable of prejudice towards them. So thank you guys for listening to our last and final episode of our podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it all. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm.